Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to Never Heard of It, a Night Shift Radio original. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and review if you're so inclined. For more information, visit nightshiftradio.com. So, Caleb, uh, today I have seen Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Today? Now, when I say today, I mean the day that this episode is releasing and... 12 hours after the time in which this episode has released. Oh, so, you, so you're time traveling then. How was it? I'm time traveling. I, it was fantastic. You know, it's very much a, a Sam Raimi film. Uh, so expect expect a mix of Marvel humor and action with a little bit of Sam Raimi uh, campy horror. Um, I got to admit that has me nervous because like I, I'm on record. I don't really care for Sam Raimi's movies. I don't. I, yeah. don't, I don't like his style. I... So I, I have I, misgivings. So here's the thing. I am with you on that completely. I, I am completely with you. And and again, you know, so obviously, uh, you know, of recording this episode, I have not seen the movie yet, so I can't speak to this. But I feel like there's two things. So one, um, I definitely feel like Sam Raimi went in and had a bunch of wacky ideas. And then... I feel like Kevin Feige came in and went like, you know, like cracked his knuckles and was like, <laughs> all right, motherfucker, that's gone. That's gone. You know, cause, cause you know, this was a news story, you know, last year is that Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness went through a lot of reshoots, which isn't, uh, which isn't necessarily a, a unique thing, right? No. Like that is a very common thing, especially for movies of this size, you know, uh, big blockbuster movies like this, like, you know, outside of Marvel movies, like, you know, Top Gun went through, you know, Maverick went through reshoots, not Top Gunner. That one definitely was a one. And <laughs> uh, they were like, ah, fuck it. It's fine. They, um, they did you know, one but, takes for that, for, for everything. For, every, for all of the, the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, they shot that movie in two days. Um, you know, so, so reshoots are not uncommon. And, you know, especially with given the Marvel universe, uh, since they started filming that movie, a lot of characters and situations occurred that probably they they went back and they were like, "Hey, we gotta change a line because you said a thing, but now because of I don't know Moon Knight, we know that this isn't true anymore." Mm-hmm. You know, so like, or because of Eternals, or because of you know Wandavision or Loki, like something has changed. Uh, so, you know, uh, reshoots are probably, are, are not unheard of. 
But I truly believe that the re a lot of the re well, not of the re a lot of them, but some of the reshoots were to dial back on Sam, Sam Raimi's camp to make sure that the movie was still marketable and recognizable as a Marvel film. Yeah, and that's... Whether I, that's a good or bad thing, I think that's an opinion, I, uh, but... I think that's my my biggest concern because there are directors, uh, you know, we, we have sung his praise numerous times, but James Gunn is one who, like, can take a property that exists in a, a larger franchise... Uh, make a fun and unique story that very much has his spin on it, but that still feels like it belongs in the greater whole. I worry yep. that Sam <laughs> Raimi, left to his own devices, wouldn't be capable of making a movie that wasn't very obviously a Sam Raimi movie, uh, for better or worse. Some people love that, and for them, that would be the greatest thing that could happen to the franchise. Uh, for those of us who don't, it would be, I, I'm not going to be dramatic enough to say the worst thing, but like it wouldn't be good. Uh, so that, that's, that's my concern. And um, I do like, I've seen enough good things come out of the, the, the Marvel cinematic universe to trust in, in the process that like, they're going to release something that they feel fits the larger brand. I trust that. I just, yeah. I, I worry about Sam Raimi. I yeah, I think, I, I think you know, and I think uh, Sam Raimi being the chosen director for this works well because, you know, now that we've seen a little bit of the marketing materials, but, you know, we kind of figured that out because of the What If series, is we're going to see, you know, Supreme uh, Strange and, and Zombie Strange in the movie world. And that works out with how Sam Raimi does things. Like, True. you know, when we see the zombie strange in uh, in What If, and then when we saw him again in uh, the trailer for Multiverse of Madness, I was like, that's Sam Raimi all over. Like, that is a, a Sam Raimi zombie. Like, the eyes, yeah. the makeup, it's, it's there. So, like, Raimi was probably a good choice for all of the weird shit that they're going to do. I don't know if he's necessarily uh, the right choice for for the rest of the movie of making like a good cohesive movie. Um, so I guess we'll see. I will know today it's been, you know, so far as of today, it's rocking at about an 80 as of time of recording this on Wednesday, uh, the night before it premieres, uh, it is rocking at about an 80% rotten tomatoes, which is about average for most Marvel movies. They normally sit in that 80 to 90 range, like under 90 over 80 range. Well, I, I feel like, especially as they're getting into more and more of the obscure characters and less of like the big blockbuster, everybody fucking knows who Captain America is sort of shit. Uh, right. <clears throat> The other concern that I have that I can't wait to to see if it's if it's properly put to, to rest, uh, and I, I I feel like you share this as well. I want desperately for them to treat America Chavez with the the respect that that character deserves because I am so so looking forward to seeing her on screen. And when I saw the first glimpse of her in the trailer. I bugged the fuck out, and I still do every time I see her. I cannot wait. I love, love, love that she's in this story. Uh, and you know, we have, you know, those of us who have been following the the um, um, Disney Plus shows for the last few years that have been building to this story, uh, there's a lot that they've been setting up for us that we, we've invested you know, time and, and energy into uh, understanding and following along with from the like the the bizarre sitcom shit in WandaVerse to yeah you know the like uh like 
the full on like let's explore the possibilities and what if like all of this stuff leading to this moment and i i just it feels like we're going to get some some really cool shit here uh but like above all i just i hope that the the characters that they introduced us to in this are are handled well uh obviously we know that we're like we're going to finally get the acknowledgement of uh, of X Men in this because we know that Xavier is right. in this. We know that the Illuminati is involved. We know, uh, <laughs> so like, ah, I, I am, I am getting excited, and I actually am hoping to try to figure out a, a way to, to sneak out either tomorrow or within the next couple of days and, and go see it. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be pretty exciting. I, yeah, I, I, I'm with you on the America Chavez part. Um, I, I'm hoping because, you know, the, she's really not in the trailers, at least yet, uh, you know, pre-launch. Um, you know, uh, she she's not really featured a lot in the trailers. I'm hoping, you know, they kind of made it seem like she's like unsure and being rescued by Strange a bunch, but I kind of hope we get to see her punch star-sized holes in the multiverse and jump through and like throw a car at someone. We get one shot of that in the trailer showing her punching a star portal and like, I I mean, how, how, like, how can you have a multiverse story with a character who literally punches portals through the multiverse and not like really lean into that? Uh, And And not really into it, yeah. Also, like, honestly... That's another one of the aspects that I feel like if Sam Raimi is going to shine in this film, it'll be in a little bit of that, like the just the bright, colorful, like here's this like literally out of this world character uh, who is like punching her way through the the multiverse uh, and, and just being fabulous the whole time. Uh, I it, maybe. 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 Yeah. <laughs> it's it's pretty exciting. Uh so I do know that it has been said that the the three things uh from the Marvel universe that they want you um to be caught up on in order to watch Doctor Strange 2 is WandaVision goes without saying. Yep, Wanda yep. Uh, Maximoff is is in the movie. Um uh the What If series which speaks volumes mm-hmm. uh, towards what is going to be happening and uh, also kind of goes without saying Doctor Strange 1. Yeah. So those are like the three ones that they've suggested you catch up on. Uh, however, and I don't know if this is necessarily spoiler territory um, because it was kind of, it, it wasn't given with any sort of uh, um, context, is uh, supposedly Sam Raimi directly said that the events in Loki are what triggers a lot of what happens in Doctor Strange. And I think that's uh, Doctor Strange 2, which I think is a really interesting thing to say well, because the trailer does not make it, it very much pins saying like, you fucked up Doctor Strange and not being like, hey, everybody kind of fucked with the world and you're going to have to fix it. Well, And that's that's been something that's been conjectured since the Loki finale where where we meet Kang and where we see the multiverse split where like, you know, they they you know, decide King's fate uh, in that you know, climactic scene uh, with the, the two Lokis. Uh, and the implication being like, this is where it all starts. So I'll be curious to see how they, they tie that in. And if really like the, the events that we saw in No Way Home were really kind of like inconsequential to like the real damage that was, that was being done at like, 
you know, at the end of time, uh, and like, right. We're like, this was always going to happen. And it, like, we were shown it, uh, in like in one earth, we were shown the, these events happening in the form of Peter Parker trying to reclaim his identity when in reality across the entire multiverse, things were just going fucking crazy because of what was happening in Loki. And I think that that's probably more likely what was happening is that from our perspective, our, us being like, let's pretend we were average, you know, citizens on the earth of, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home. From our perspective, Doctor Strange did some shit, Spider-Man was there, and then there were more Spider-Men and like, there was an octopus guy and like, what the fuck happened to the Statue of Liberty? Uh, but from the yeah. multiverse perspective, uh, Kang and Loki were fucking shit up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I see as like, you know, WandaVision, you know, uh, Loki deals with the aftermath of WandaVision in a way of talking about like, oh, well, we, you know, we pruned that timeline and that was taken care of. We pruned your timeline. But at the end of Loki, when um, Sylvie kills the one who remains and he's like, well, now no one's here pruning timelines anymore. The TVA's done. Mm -hmm. Everything's reached out to zero. And he's kind of like, See, let's see what happens. And then I think after that is since, so then Dr. Strange does his spell and there's no TVA to go in and fix it. Yep. So like he breaks shit. And so it's just kind of like, well, it's just broken now. And yep. now you're going to see what happens when people fuck with shit and there's no one there to clean it up. So I think that's really interesting if that's the direction would, it goes. I would kind of love to see, you know how they do the, the one shots and they're just like short form, like five to 15 minute stories. Yeah. I would love to see... Uh, a Spider-Man No Way Home one shot where uh, Steven does the spell, things go wrong, the TVA shows up and is like, nope. <laughs> yeah, no. Roll Bad credits. Doc. <laughs> right. <laughs> that would be pretty great. That would be pretty great. Uh, yeah, so so pretty interesting on that part. So, so to change gears, uh, I went on a date and saw a movie oh. uh, called The Northman. Oh, I've been hearing and such good things. So here's the thing. Yes... Uh, and actually, a uh, fun fact, uh, the director of Wowie Zowie, the writer and director of Wowie Zowie, a nice uh, short film coming up soon, uh, ended up being in the theater with me. So that was pretty cool. Neat. Uh, Nolan uh, Neat. was there. And I was like, oh, hey. And he was like, hey. He was like, this is actually my second time seeing this movie. And I was like, interesting. <laughs> um, so uh, before I went and saw the movie, I saw, uh, you know, Alexander Skarsgård, who is known as uh, Eric Northman from uh, True Blood. He's been in a lot of other things, but that's what I knew him as. Uh, and I was like, gotcha, this is an Eric Northman origin story. I'm down. <laughs> you know, like basically his character in True Blood because it's Viking, family dies, he goes back and do the thing. But I saw a review where somebody said... Uh, this was the best Lion King adaptation I've ever seen. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, okay. So like going into the movie, I was like, that's really funny. Um, but you know, uh, for those that know, and maybe you don't know, uh, the Lion King is really just, uh, Hamlet, but with, uh, lions, uh -huh. right? Uh, the, the story of Lion King is just Hamlet. And so knowing that going in the movie, the main character's name is, is, is Amleth but it's pronounced Hamleth. And I was like, listen, <laughs> listen, you're a little on the nose here. Uh, 
And I'll be honest, uh, it wasn't as brutal as everyone was saying it was. Like, everyone's like, oh, it's so brutal. Like, there's so much brutal violence and stuff. There really is not. There's only a couple of scenes that I'm like, yeah, I guess. But, like, it was, I would say, probably less brutal than, like, Braveheart. And like that's a you know I mean that that's that was a pretty brutal movie of its time, um I, I you know maybe I'm just desensitized to it but I was like I don't really think this is that bad. I um, mean, we've watched a lot of fucked up shit, so like I, I feel like it has yeah. to be particularly bad for us to even notice at this point. Right, like it's no Tokyo Gore, please let me put it <laughs> out there. It's no Machine Gun Girl or whatever we did. Uh, machine, the machine Girl, girl. yes. So. Visually, the movie is great. It it has a lot of cool imagery. It really plays into the, you know, this world is bigger than you think. Um, the actors are, I mean, you know, uh, Alexander Skarsgård is great in it. Uh, Bjork's great in it. Uh, all five seconds in it, but she's just fucking weird and I love it. Anya Taylor-Joy is great. She's, she's you know, one of the other main characters. Like, the movie is is acted well. It's visually appealing. But I gotta I, be I, honest... Our boy Ethan Hawke's in <laughs> And Ethan Hawke is in it. Yeah. And Ethan Hawke is in it uh, as well, um, which is which is great. Uh, Willem Dafoe is also in it. Um, I mean, the cast uh, is pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, uh, I will say Ethan Hawke and Willem Dafoe have, have uh, smaller roles in the film, but they're impactful roles. Sure. Uh, I get, I, it was kind of meh, you know? I enjoyed it visually. If you've never seen The Green Knight... Uh, there was a lot of shots where I was like, this is definitely, they took this directly from the movie, The Green Knight. Like there were a few shots where I was like, that is literally shot for shot what happened in, in The Green Knight. Great, great movie. Hmm. Uh, I, I love The Green Knight. That was such an amazing movie. I absolutely love that movie to death. Cannot speak any any higher, uh, higher about that film. Um, so that's another like, should you watch this movie? yeah. It, yeah, cinematography alone probably wins out on this movie. Uh, if if you like the idea of seeing uh, Alexander Skarsgård kind of shirtless and being all masculine, um, then yeah. I mean, I did. It was great. <laughs> uh, you know, see him literally just picking up dudes and tossing them. It, it was good. Like, it's good, but like, it was a little on the nose for Hamlet. Uh, like, a bit. Um, with a little bit of other stories mixed in. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of mixed on it. I, I wouldn't say no, don't go see it. But if someone was like, if if I had to choose between that or everything everywhere all at once, I would say go see everything everywhere all at once twice. Hmm. Like that's how good that movie is compared to The Northman. So I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your mind with a double tie-in. So everything everywhere all Let's at once go. is a is a multiverse story, and you know as, it as is. our listeners know we're doing a multiverse month, uh, and in our upcoming episode this Sunday we're talking about the movie Another Earth, uh, in which we make some uh, some comparisons to another movie that also came out in 2011 around the same time with a. Uh, not not at all the same, but in some ways similar premise being Melancholia, which stars Alexander Skarsgård. Oh shit, that's right, he is in that movie. Boom. Yeah. Oh wow, look at that degree <laughs> of separation there. I love it. Yeah, I totally forgot he's in that movie because I only remember Kirsten Dunst because, mm -hmm. like, at the time, he wasn't who he is now. You know, like yeah, I mean, that, he was when just that movie came out, from Zoolander. <laughs> right that's yeah that was it you know i think true blooded maybe uh 
was still only a couple of seasons in at that point. Yeah, I think uh, so. True Blood had to have just started uh, not that long ago, so I only ever really knew him um, from the show. Uh, from hadn't, True Blood hadn't started yet at all. There was a, a web series, uh, I think, the year before Melancholia. So the show True Blood. Let me find the. Oh um, yeah, True Blood was two thousand eight. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so okay. Yeah. So it was it was earlier. So that's that's what I was. I was oh yeah, I was the, the uh, True Blood Jessica's blog is uh, and the webisodes were two thousand ten. Yeah, 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 there we go. And those were side stories. Yep. Mm. Yeah. So so True Blood had been out for about three years, but still, like he he wasn't really in season one. He's more in season two. So we probably didn't really see him until like right around the same time. Uh, but but anyways, yeah. I mean, Northman, it wasn't bad, but like. I don't think it's the hype. I don't think it's getting the hype it deserves, but like not by much, you know, like I think people should still be talking about it, but not as much as they are like just scale it back by like 10% and give that 10% to everything everywhere all at once. Cause so far it's probably the best movie I've seen this year, which I, I think it's funny that you say that uh, because I feel like I have seen more people talking about everything everywhere uh, than I have about the, uh, the Northmen, just the like the little bit that I've heard about the Northmen has just been this movie was really good. Whereas I've seen people go into depth about everything everywhere and like you know the thing you shared about uh the the making of that scene where it like falls back through uh yep. and, like the, the their their small indie budget of like thirty seven million dollars or whatever the fuck it was. I know I did <laughs> I was like listen uh and like uh, other things that I that I've read about the the importance of it in you know Asian representation in cinema and just like the storytelling aspects of like all the like the deep dives that I've seen about that versus the coverage I've seen about the Northmen, it seems like it's skewing the other way, but it, it, it wouldn't surprise me if outside of my very narrow bubble, uh, the rest of the world is being like, Hey, look at this movie about a buff white guy versus look at this like really intense, uh, right. sci-fi multiversal thriller drama starring a, a largely Asian cast. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, and I, I do think it's really interesting. There was a slight bit of, uh, of controversy around, um, everything everywhere at once. And I'm not going to get all the specific details, uh, proper. Um, but I think this is really amusing is they kind of got hit for, um, uh, using derogatory, uh, language in their credits because they credit, uh, Jenny Slate um, who plays uh, a character in the movie as Big Nose Girl, uh, but it's very she's a Jewish girl, so like <laughs> it was kind of like eh, you you can't really do that, yeah. yeah but it's kind of funny because it was like, Ugh, but like you are, and and like the point of the movie is they call her Big Nose Girl. Um, because that's, you know, what, you know, the, it's just, it's how they, in the movie, it's, it doesn't feel racist, but when you see it in the credits, you're like, I mean, I mean a little, but in the movie, she's like, I, the, the girl with the big nose, you know? So it's not like, if you write you know. a character whose defining feature is their abnormally large nose and you cast someone who has not abnormally, but has a larger nose and you call them big nose girl, like that seems to make sense to me. That's the, yeah, that seems like the, looking for trouble where it doesn't actually exist. I, I agree. And and the, the whole thing about uh, it, too, is that her character isn't like some regular character. Like her character is a, a larger than life, fanta like literally fantasy type character in the movie. She's not like a real, per se, real person. Mm -hmm. So like 
it kind of, I, I see both sides of the story. I, I understand, you know, um, I get it. I see, I understand why, why they did what they did. But at the same time, I'm like, this is kind of a non-issue type thing. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of good movies out, you know, like, uh, Dr. Str- I mean, Dr. Strange is going to be, you know, we're going to be talking about that. Not we, but Royal, we will be talking about that for the next month. That's going to be eating up most of the media time, uh, for films. And then, you know, we've got Obi-Wan, uh, series coming out later this month and, but yeah. But I mean, don't forget, cause you know that I haven't forgotten the unbearable weight of massive talent, which yeah. was... One of the best movies that I've seen in a long time. I and have the, not seen a single person. Go ahead. The uh, couple of folks that I have seen who have said that this is Nicolas Cage's finest performance, I would tend to agree. Uh, it, that's and, the thing. I, not a single person talking about this movie has said anything negative or even like mediocre about this movie. Everybody is like, it's an amazing movie. Like, it is, it just, is only good all out start to finish and like just some some like just stellar performances across the board from all all involved uh and the 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 story goes in just these these wonderful whimsical intense directions and this is like I, I've said this before, how it feels like roles are, are written now for Nicolas Cage to just be himself, but this is truly Nicolas Cage unleashed, set free on the world to just be Nicolas Cage. And when I tell you that it is, uh, it is magnificent, it is glorious, it is like, you don't know what you're missing until you see <laughs> Until you see I, uh, I'm all for it. I, yeah, that's another one that I gotta, I gotta go see, so... Uh, yeah, a lot of good things coming out, but you know, uh, as Caleb said, brand new episode this Sunday, we're talking about the movie Another Earth, which is streaming on Hulu. Uh, we're doing a whole month of multiverse films, uh, you know, not only us, but also just recently, a couple weeks ago, the Storyteller series launched uh, The Many Lives of Max Peck, a fun little multiverse mystery story um, in, in our fiction podcast, uh, the Storyteller series. So definitely check that one out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so thanks a lot for listening, everyone. Don't forget to subscribe if you you aren't following us over on social media uh links down below in our show notes uh check that out and of course uh share with 100,000 of your closest friends please please tell tell everyone it's the least they can do the least they can do it's just a click you know mass mass email uh thanks a lot for joining us everyone and we will see you on sunday bye father's tragic past, hidden in the adventures of a cartoon mouse. A cautionary tale on the dangers of temporal tourism. A woman searching for answers after the death of an old friend. This is the Storyteller series, a Night Shift Radio original. Every month we bring a new short story to life in a full cast audio drama. We publish a second exclusive story to our online print edition, and we give you a glimpse behind the pages with our author interview series. 
Subscribe to the Storyteller series wherever you listen to podcasts and visit nightshiftradio.com for more information. Mm-hmm.